Hello friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 329 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I'm talking to you about how to be more confident when selling. Now you already know I'm about to flip the script, switch it up, and maestrify it. But don't worry, I will also make it actionable. All this and more, but first... Hey DJ! Gimme that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestrified. Three, two, one. Hello, my podcast people, and welcome back to another episode of my favorite, most favorite podcast, even though I don't even go back and listen to my own episodes, but I said what I said. So off the bat, thank you. Always so dope to me that you listen and tune in and tag me and share the thing. So thank you. I actually recorded an episode mm, last week. It'll be out in a few weeks with a listener. I brought on Amanda Schultz. And during one of the podcast episodes, I had said, I've said it a few times that I don't know who listens to the podcast. And Amanda wrote back. Uh, It was actually the episode I did with with James Olivia. And I, I think probably I was saying like, you know, I don't know 100% who listens, but I think they might like this and so on and so forth. And Amanda wrote back. Uh, and I even wrote back. Amanda wrote to me. She emailed me and she was like, hey, what's up, Maestro? I listen. My name's Amanda and, and here's some stuff about me. And we went back and forth and, you know, I found her story to be fascinating. And so I asked her if she wanted to come on the podcast. I thought it was just super cool. And I, I think that her story, not even I think, I know her story is going to resonate with you uh, just because of the things she's done and how she's gone about doing them. Really, that's the biggest thing is how she's gone about doing the, thing that, the things that she's done. So stay tuned for that episode. I'm super stoked about it. Uh, and where that came from was thank you for listening all of you it's just it's super super dope so if you want to reach out and let me know that you do listen and who you are that's awesome you can dm me you can text me 737 nope that's wrong 310-737-2345 uh, and just be like hey i listen here's something about me I, I it does make this whole experience for me that much more fun so today's episode i am talking to you about how to be more confident when selling. And you already know I'm going to flip it and and twist it a little bit. So plainly said, simply said, if you want to be more confident when selling, stop focusing on selling and start focusing on having an impact. So I have no problem with selling, with people selling, I should say. I have no problem with the the concept of selling. I have no problem with people making money. I love it. So this isn't like, well, you know, Push that bad thing away and good things will come. Nothing like that. But I've seen it time and time again and I'm feeling it more than ever. When you focus on having that impact, when you take your eyes off of just wanting 
to make sales. Again, nothing wrong with making sales, but when you change your focus, everything else changes. And so some may be listening and, you know, thinking like, well, it's the chicken or the egg. How can you, that, that phrase is very weird, by the way, but, you know, it's the chicken or the egg and how can you have an impact if you're not having customers? And you, I think you enter the question in that question. You don't need to make a sale to have an impact. I would say start off by just impacting those around you. Start off by impacting a single person who you are working with. Uh, this is one of the reasons that I do love, you know, folks working for somebody else to start off with and getting the reps and gaining that confidence because they, are, they can have an impact on someone. They can have an interaction with somebody without that urgency, that like, ugh, of like, I need to sell more of this. One of the things I think that may be a negative to how things are being, I, I, I'm going to say the word portrayed, but that kind of makes it seem like it's not actually like that. And I think maybe it is kind of like that, but how things are being depicted perhaps uh, on social media about, I'm going to stay in my quote unquote, my lane here with physical therapy and traditional clinics is that like, they're all terrible and there's like nothing good that comes out of it. And I don't think that's the case. I've said it in past episodes. Right? I think there's a ton of value of going to work for somebody else. And maybe you work in a bunch of different settings. I think about my boy Aaron Swanson when we first started, when we first graduated. And he had, I don't know, like three or four different jobs. I couldn't do that. That wasn't appealing to me. It didn't seem safe to me. So I didn't do that. But I, I can absolutely see the value in that. And looking back on what I did, yes, I ended up leaving my jobs. But I also took a lot with me and gained a lot from being in those places. And it it removed that, like, I don't have money. I need to pay my bills. I live in New York City. I had that. I remember, dude, I remember getting my first apartment and just, like, the pride that I felt and, like, how excited. It was a small-ass studio. It was nice, though. Nice studio in Cowell Gardens on the, the basement level. Like, the, I had one of those, like, teeny, like, two of them, actually. Two of those kind of teenier windows. I had to get, like, a special AC thing to put in. But I loved it. And it was mine. I I didn't have that urgency of like, oh, I got to make this shit work because I got to, you know, I had a job and it allowed me to do that. It allowed me to to buy my my first vehicle that I bought on my own, which was a Pontiac Aztec. Freaking loved that car. It was a bit of a lemon, but I still loved it. It was mine. And that's because that urgency wasn't there. And that allowed me to interact with my patients and and get the reps and, and get the results and get the confidence to go and do other things and, and start my own things. And I could truly work on just having an impact on those people's lives. I'm thinking about one client in particular who's like, she was one of my very first patients. And now we're friends. She still lives in, in Brooklyn, but we talk on Instagram. And every year I'm like, you know, she has two kids and every year they get older. And I'm like, but how? Because they seem to be getting like five years older every year. And I'm like, what is happening? But I got to just have those experiences. So this is what I would encourage or advise to those folks that are like, I want to get better at selling. It has been my experience that people who are really good at what they do, uh, and they've been doing it for a while, and they're getting the results, they have no problem selling. There's the way they sell may look different than a, a traditional approach or like cold marketing approach. 
but they're fine. You know, I have a, a client right now. If you're listening to this, you will know who you are as soon as I tell the story. But she didn't even like get a landing page together for her most recent launch. And she crushed. She had more people than she's had. Didn't even have a landing page. And I was like, well, non-traditional, but I'm fucking here for it. And I also am not surprised because I know how she's been showing up. I know the impact she's been having. I know how she leads. I know how she lives her life. And it makes total sense. In full disclosure, and this isn't even a secret, so I don't even know why I said that. I want to change the game. I want to change how marketing is done, how marketing is viewed. I believe that it's going to take a bottom-up approach, just like I've always felt that that's what's going to be needed to change healthcare, where we need to inform the consumer, we need to inform the customer, and help them make better decisions. It came out weird. Help them make better decisions. Yes, we can also you know, look from like a, I, I want to say a middle down approach because I'm not like going to corporations or anything like that. And that's kind of like in our model, like the highest or whatever, big businesses. But also, you know, the people I'm coaching, they run businesses. And so helping them take, what's, take what I consider to be a more ethical approach to marketing and selling will also help. But I think that's how we're going to to change things and help these people to have the confidence to say no to things, have the confidence to make better decisions, have the confidence to not need this shitty marketing, this shitty grimy marketing in order to buy stuff. And then from that middle down approach, making sure that people know that that is not the way, that grimy shit is not the way. And I've seen it. I did it myself to start off with and then started coaching people and working with people and also just putting this content out on social media. And then people tell me, like, this is how I'm doing it, and it works. Where people are focusing on having an impact. Where people are focusing on being good humans. Where people are focusing on getting results. Where people are focusing on connecting with their clients or customers. Where people are caring. Which is honestly the complete opposite of traditional marketing and traditional, you know, advertising. Because there is that urgency. And to borrow yet again from... James Olivia, the opposite of urgency or the antidote to urgency is caring. And when you show up in a business like that, it doesn't scale in the same way and it could take a long time, but it will absolutely pandemic proof your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it will eventually lead to more sales. It's not going to happen fast. I don't know what to tell someone or what to, how to instruct them if they're like, I need this thing to work. I'm like, maybe go to church and pray. I don't really know. I have niched down specifically, strategically, and that's, I don't do that. I don't know anything about that. I don't even want that to exist where there is that urgency. This is why I say time and time again, I don't like the narrative of burning the ships. I get it. There's a time and a place where people have to leave things So please don't ever feel the need like you have to apologize to me. If you're like, I burned the ships. I I trust that you made the best decision. But I, for for one, you know, as a general statement, I want people to have those safety nets in place to give themselves the gift of time. Because this way they can get those reps. They can get those results. They can interact with with their people. They can have that impact. They can learn their no and then go in a different direction. They can learn what they're good at. And I promise you, the selling, the marketing becomes so much easier because you have the reps and you're like, yes, this thing works. 
and it doesn't even become that hard. You're literally just saying facts. And for those of you that are still like perhaps feeling some kind of way, I, I get it. But what you will see is that you will have other people suddenly in your corner. Not surprisingly, but suddenly. Where you have people that start to go and talk about your message and, and talk about you to other people because you've had that impact. All right, I did a talk the other day uh, to the students at Stony Brook and one of the questions was, how do we get more engagement on social media? And my knee-jerk response was like, be more engaging, be worth talking about, have an impact. All right, I'm not saying, you know, go set yourself on fire in the street and be worth talking about. I think that's one of the uh, examples that uh, Seth Godin uses about, you know, what's getting attention. Not like that, but have an impact on someone. Be worth talking about. Be remarkable. Right? Be worth remarking about. And then people will talk about you. They will spread your message. They'll repost your stuff. They'll share your stuff. They'll refer you clients. And that will also help with your confidence and make you a more confident seller or make you more confident with selling when selling. Um, so I'm going to tie in something that I've been speaking a lot about recently. Uh, not surprisingly that I've been speaking about recently because the law of attraction is very real. I actually just did a post about it today. Uh, and I spoke about this topic at the women's, uh, the United Women's Summit. And, you know, it's just, it's come up a bunch and law of attraction is real. And that's the concept of success. And this, the talk that I gave at the summit was, I retitled it and called it creating success. And the, the, the whole take home, the main point was that subject, subject, lordy was that success is subjective it's situational and it's 100 percent personal success is subjective situational and 100 percent personal so i'm bringing that in because as we talk about this concept of giving yourself time i think part of that if i'm going to try and throw out solutions Perhaps that looks like taking any job just so that you have that income and you can give yourself some more time. And this is also why I really loved Amanda's story. I think you're going to enjoy it too. Uh, She talks about this and she did this. And this ties into this concept of success because if you are perhaps operating with with this, I have my hand up in the air, with this type of, this view, this definition of what success means to you, that may stop you from taking that job. Which is fine. Hold on to your own version of success, but make sure that it is your, in fact, your version. Because if it isn't and it's borrowed, it's like, well, success looks like having a house right now and owning a house. But maybe you don't really actually want that and you want some of the freedom. Then take a step back and decide what does this actually look like for me? And perhaps as you change that, that definition, right? because success by definition is simply accomplishing uh, an aim or purpose. He's doing the thing. You get to decide what the thing is. So perhaps if you sit with your version of success and you're like, actually, I don't need that job yet. Maybe I don't don't need that job yet. That could be at the end of that sentence. Then that will allow you to take a different job or do other things so that you can give yourself some time and create some time so that you can get those reps. You can focus on having that impact, doing the thing that you want to be doing And you can also eat and pay your bills. Tying in with that, 
I think perhaps another, and I haven't fully fleshed out this this idea yet, so perhaps it'll come up in another podcast, maybe a full podcast, is practicing contentment. So I think inherently we kind of associate success and more. Uh, I even just said now, like doing the thing. But I think success could also look like contentment or contentment could also look like success. I have to sit with that a little bit, but as it's coming out of my mouth right now, it makes sense. One of the things that I've seen in terms of buying yourself more time, giving yourself more time, is practicing contentment and being like, actually, I'm really quite content with what I have right now, even if it's just for right now. You know, I I definitely, I brought, uh, who was it? His name is Danny. Jeez. Apologies for that one. I brought Danny Matei onto the podcast a few times, and we talked about how I would love to have, uh, it would be fun to have, maybe I'll say that and change that. It would be really fun to have an oceanfront house. Here, though. I don't want it in some shitty ocean. I don't want it somewhere far away. I want it right here. And now these places here that are oceanfront are like minimum 10 million, right? So this is why I changed that phrase of it would be fun to have. Not necessarily I want this because I, I almost feel like, I almost feel like, I feel like, and I've been sitting with this as well, it's not fair to say you want something if you don't want to put in the work that is required in order to have that thing. It would be fun to have it. And I'm kind of thinking about like kids. Like it's like kind of weird to me when, to think of like, I want to have kids, but like I don't want to raise them. And I'm like, but also, mm. so yeah, my two pennies with that. So same thing with the, with the beach house. It would be really fun to have that. But after working and COVID happened and I sat back and I was like, dude, I'm actually super content with what I have. Like I have a two bedroom apartment. I have what's one bathroom, but it's only me here. So there's Rupert, but he has his own little bathroom space, right? I got a parking space uh, and a two-car garage, which means that one side I was able to convert to a gym, and it's a dope gym. The neighborhood is, is quiet. There's actually street parking around here, uh, so that if anyone comes to visit, I have the one parking spot, but then I also have street parking, so they're not like driving all around. It's not stressful. The parking, you, you folks know, it gives me, I get parking anxiety. I have an outdoor space that allows me to have a grill. The weather is phenomenal here. And actually, because I'm a little farther from the beach, I'm about three miles as the crow flies uh, from the beach. So Ashley and I can walk to the beach, and we have done it. Uh, But because I am a little bit farther, the marine layer actually doesn't get here as often. So I'll text Jill, who lives right up the street from the beach, which I love. Um, but it'll be gray there. Or I'll go to the beach and have volleyball or something, and I drive home, and I can literally see, I go over aviation or, you know, cross BCH, and I'm like, and it's blue skies here. So I sat with it and thought about it, and I was like, actually, I'm super content with this. I didn't feel, you know, that allowed me to give me time. Like, it doesn't, I don't feel like, oh, I got to be grinding and, like, make this more money because if I want that thing, you know, to hurt in order to have that thing, I have to, sell more. I got to make more money. I do more things. So that shit is really expensive. And I'm going to have to do things differently than I'm doing now, which maybe will be another episode. I know I'm going on, going on a ton of tangents right now, but I'm going with it. Uh, Jill and I were talking yesterday about how, you know, you can't do the same thing and expect a different outcome. So as it relates to sales, you know how much you're making, which is really cool if you are, let's say, working for yourself. You have that a little bit of predictability there, um, consistency as well. 
But you can't just think like, okay, well, I'm just going to keep doing this and suddenly I'm going to make $10 million. Like that is actually not at all how it works. Time will not compound that uh, unless you put that money into something that actually allows for compounding. But, but still, you'll get, you are going to have to change what you're doing in business. And for me, I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to sell more. I don't want to have to change my structures for things. I don't want to have to do paid traffic, at least not yet. And so contentment, came into play and it wasn't resignation of like oh well this is what it is it was like hey I am genuinely happy with what I have right here and I changed the things as needed right I, I spruced up my office which has made been awesome I went on a stand-up desk I got a huge huge ass whiteboard shout out to my boy Forrest who helped me put that shit on the wall because lord knows I couldn't do that by myself Ru- I got Rupert during COVID and I'm like man things are actually great here super super content And that gives me more time to just work on what I'm doing, refine my craft, have more of an impact. Because the money, the sales will absolutely follow. The last thing I want to talk about is this concept of like compelling copy or like having the perfect sales page. Because the title of this episode or, you know, what we're talking about this episode is how to be more confident when selling. And oftentimes people think that it's like you have to have really good copy and really good marketing or really good advertising first. For those of you who don't know, copy just refers to the actual words that's on, that are on the page, that are in the post, that are, you know, in the, in the email. That's your copy, right? The actual words that are on the website, those things. People tend to think that like, oh, my, co- my, my copy just wasn't compelling. If you didn't sell anything... I don't think it's ever a matter of not being, not having compelling copy. Right? Compelling copy attracts customers who need to be compelled. I personally don't want to work with those people. I want people who are already a hell yes. I do those discovery calls. I love them. And people come on the calls and they already know that they want to do the thing. They oftentimes just want to ask like what the options are because some of the things I offer aren't on the website. It's kind of like a, an in and out off the menu kind of thing. Uh, and they just want to talk to me and make sure it's a good fit. But there's no compelling needed. I spoke about that person earlier that I'm, that I'm working with who didn't even have a sales page. Now, I need to clarify with her because... She wrote it and she was really excited and I was, I did, I just kind of skipped over it, but I'm like pretty sure she didn't even have a sales page. I'm like, fuck yeah, there's no compelling needed because when you have that impact, when you've shown up in other ways, it basically sells itself. Now, my expertise as it relates to running a business is in the online space. So how you show up and create that trust would be with content. I am a content marketer through and through. So yes, this is why I talk about posting. This is why I talk about having an, an email list. This is why I talk about doing webinars and, and lower ticket items and things like that. Having a podcast where you can build the trust, where you can get people results without them having to make a huge investment off the back because things are scary, right? Oh, maybe that's one of my customers. One of my customers, excuse me. Maybe that's one of my clients there. Let me turn that off. So the point there being that compelling copy, you don't need it to make sales. And your ability to 
convey your message in a better way, perhaps, in a more succinct way, in a more convicted and confident way, will come after you make sales and after you get results from people. And they say, yeah, this thing really helped me. And maybe you need me to remind you that one person is tremendous. Because some people may be like, well, I only had like one person go through this. That's amazing. Amazing. Anytime you get someone that writes something to you or they send a card or they, you know, I'm thinking about PTs. I'm like, what happens? It's like people bring in like food for you, food for you. I almost said fruit. So it came out like fruit. They bring in food for you. Uh, Maybe they have a card. Maybe they do a review. All of those things. Keep them if you can, if they're non-perishable, right? So all the cards and the, the, the reviews and things like that. Keep them. Refer back to them. Because there's going to be the ups and downs. And maybe there's spaces between the sales, especially early on. But remember that, that one person. That makes a difference. That's huge. You had an impact on somebody. I, I want us to move towards a type of marketing and running business where we appreciate that. Inherently, one of the things that we see with social media is we have access to numbers and maybe they're made up. I don't know. But either way, the numbers are so high that people just, everything gets skewed. People have like a zillion followers and they tell, they say that they have like a $97 billion launch and you're seeing all these things. The real magic to me and the honesty is when you work with one person. That's amazing. It starts there. For those of you that are just starting your businesses, that's what your sales are going to look like. That's what your conversions are going to look like. One person, two people, five people at you know, your workshop. When I hosted my own course uh, and I launched it in New Zealand, I think I had like, I don't know, eight people there. That was fucking awesome to me. I didn't need 97 people. And again, this t- it ties into like, how do you make it so that you don't need the money? The end of the day, that's what it comes down to. And I'm not trying to dance around that. I, I oftentimes don't like to talk about something if I don't have a solution. So that's why earlier I was like trying to be like, well, take a job doing anything so you do have the money so that it isn't an, you know, an issue. And I realized the inherent privilege in, in being able to talk about things in this way, but we all have privilege. And if we're focused on having guilt about that privilege, we never actually get to use that privilege to help people. Right? So that, that being said... How can you make it so that it's not about the money? Because when it stops, when you stop needing it, again, money is freaking great. It solves problems. It doesn't buy happiness, but it solves problems for sure, especially money problems. When you can make it not not about needing the sale, selling becomes so much easier when you focus on having an impact and when you go and actually have an impact. Things start to sell themselves. People start to sell things for you. And for those of you that still, you know, struggle with that confidence, you know what I'm going to say, like, go to therapy and make sure that those things have been handled. But when people start selling things for you and they start talking about how good you are, and maybe they're talking about it to you, which is awesome, and they're just supporting you, and suddenly like, this person is, like, always reposting your stuff, or they're just, like, they've become a super fan, and you're like, holy shit, like, what did I even do? Be grateful and use that, that, that confidence that they have in you, borrow it and move forward and help more people and have an impact. Say thank you, of course. Please say thank you. But take that confidence and borrow it, the the confidence other people have in you, and use it. Okay, so 
I'm looking at my whiteboard. I'm looking at the time. Probably going to wrap us up here. The long and the short is that if your goal is to be more confident when selling, you're looking to have more confidence when selling, stop focusing on selling and start focusing on having an impact. And that impact starts with just one person. Get the results for that one person. Rock their world. Be remarkable. Be worth remarking over, about. Go and tell other people. The copy that you're, that you're thinking you need, that convicted, confident copy in marketing, that will come afterwards. Because you're, all you're doing then is literally stating facts and being like, this is the best program. I, I know it. I get the results. I, this is, I'm thinking about my own uh, sales page that I use for my intensive and the things that, how I spoke and you know, how I refined the copy as I went. Because in the beginning, I hadn't taken anyone through it. So you can't say anything. You shouldn't be surprised that you don't have much confidence when you're starting. It's probably a good thing. You're not that good yet. So get the reps, and perhaps you can get the reps on someone else's dime. That's, that's awesome as well. You're helping them out. You're also getting some things for yourself, getting that confidence, getting those reps, and they're making money. It's, it's, it can be a win-win. And then you can take that, that confidence, take those reps, and actually speak about it a whole lot easier. The, con- the convicted messaging comes afterwards. The confidence when selling comes after you have made some sales. I know that maybe that sounds counterintuitive, but actually I think that everyone in my audience understands. Like You folks are incredibly intelligent. You get it. Y'all built different. I believe that's what the kids would say. So remember, compelling copy attracts customers who need to be compelled. We don't want that. Show up. Have an impact. Create time. Do whatever you need to do in order to create that time. Oftentimes that will come from taking a step back and defining success for yourself, identifying success for yourself, practicing contentment. That gives you the time to go and get the reps, to go and have the impact. You have the impact, you get the reps, you get the results, you get confident, and it becomes that much easier if you're looking at traditional selling, right? I think, I think that is it, my friend. So, yep, as always, give yourself time. It takes time. Give yourself time. Looking at the time, <laughs> speaking of time, and I will wrap this up here. I am so grateful that you stick around for these, these what are we call these, like Thursday in-betweenies? So when I first started writing writing these, when I first started recording these, they'd be like around 15 minutes. And then I actually started listening to a podcast. You folks know the only one I really listen to is uh, Brian and Brian Borstein and Aaron Straker. I listen to their podcast on Tuesdays. And it's like an hour long. It's the two of them. And when it's done, I'm like, dang, it's done. I got to wait till next week. So then I started thinking, like, man, if I if mine's 15, if this was 15 minutes long, that would make me sad. So as I sit down to record these now, I kind of think about in my head, like outlining roughly about 20 to 30 minutes for each episode as opposed to making them super short because, well, if I was listening, I would be sad. So feel free to let me know if you want them to be shorter, if you want them to be longer. Love to hear from you. This is me again asking because I do love hearing from you. All right, officially wrapping it up. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro, 